Blog Talk Radio. November 3rd, 2015, Rodolfo Roman, the host of The Roman Show today. We welcome Vitor Belfort. This is the second part of this interview as he gets ready to fight in a trilogy against Stan Henderson this weekend in Brazil. He talks about changing camps and owning his own coffee brand. And Steve Montgomery will make his biggest fight appearance ever as he fights in Australia coming up November 14th in the big, huge fight card taking place in the land down under headline by Ronda Rousey and Holy Hom. This plus much more right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. Go fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go flight. Com. We're going flight. GNC. We're going. Go. 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 FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Discovery. Go. Capcom. We're going flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone. Uh, Another episode and another, another show to bring you a lot of action here on The Roman Show. I want to give a uh, a shout out to all of our followers on our social media accounts. And uh, a big shout out to Vitor Belfort. And... Being visited by Ben Carson, that interview got picked up by Fox News Latino, so shout out to Fox News Latino, thank you for uh, pointing it out there, uh, the Roman show catching up with Vitor Belfort, meeting with the presidential candidate and talking about his thoughts on how he felt uh, endorsing this presidential candidate, which right now actually, according to the latest polls, he is ahead of Donald uh, Donald Trump in the uh, GOP uh, stats. I mean, that, that's the latest statistic, the, the latest numbers. He is ahead in the polls. Uh, if, if right now the nation were to choose a president, Ben Carson is up, but even like by three points, 29 to 26, ahead of Donald Trump as he got endorsed by Vitor Belfort, the former light heavyweight champion of the UFC. All right, folks. Well, we have a lot of stuff to talk about here in the program, including. The champion, Vitor Belfort, will catch up with him in the second part of the interview as he talks about making a shift and making a change in his training. He went from training with the Black Zillions to owning his own gym, the OTB, located in Coconut Creek. He will let us know why he did that, who trains with him, and what are his goals. You know, the guy's definitely thinking about the future. He's not thinking about right now. But I want to talk briefly about what's going on in the world of mixed martial arts as we like to call this segment, MMA Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, it turns out that John Jones, former light heavyweight champion, uh, is, well, he wants to get into action. He wants one thing, and that is his title back. Right now, currently held by Daniel Cormier. So it turned out that both these guys were going at it on Twitter. As you know, they have a 
they have beef. You know, they met the first time. John Jones again on top by unanimous decision. Prior to the fight, they haven't had a scuffle in a press conference. But the hate or the competition, so to say, is still there. And both these guys want a piece of each other. So much so that John Jones said, listen, I'll, he called out Daniel Cormier. He said, I'll fight you anywhere you want. He, he called out Cormier to fight in a wrestling training facility and he said listen don't worry about it I'll bring in my own uh, referee or official to officiate the fight which was going to be non-sanctioned and John Jones said listen I'm, I'm here where are you you never said that you said you were on your way but you never came so these guys are really going toe-to-toe on social media and it seems from previous interviews that Daniel Cormier and John Jones are not really uh, in the best uh, of friends, if you know what I mean. These guys really do have something for each other. And this fight, they're predicting that possibly if New York allows MMA, it could take place right there in Madison Square Garden between John Jones and Daniel Cormier and obviously what could be a huge fight card. Speaking of John Jones, Holy Hom, who takes on Ronda Rousey for her title in Australia November 14th, well, Hom went ahead and gave kudos to John Jones in a conference call promoting the UFC 183 next week. Holmes gave Jones major props for his help with her preparation. She said, obviously, he's not going to be sparring with me the way he would with big heavyweights, but we have the same coaches, we have the same team, and I'd love to hear his input because he's obviously been able to take what our coaches teach and put it together perfectly, so I'd love to hear his input. And he went. she went ahead and spoke a little bit about how she, how he takes notice of her fighting technique and provided some tips. So, John Jones helping Holy Hom some way or another in this upcoming fight against Ronda Rousey. Holy Hom obviously coming in a huge underdog. Imagine how that stadium would react if Holm defeated Ronda Rousey. I think the entire stadium would go bananas. And again, this is the first time in that area of Australia where they are finally having an MMA fight because MMA was not legalized there, or as they like to call it, cage fighting. It was not permitted until now. So imagine Holy Hom defeating Ronda Rousey in that huge stadium. About 70,000 people is what they are expecting. How will those people react? They will be bonkers. Speaking about that fight card, UFC 193, Steve Montgomery, who was a very familiar face down here in South Florida, and he still is because he trains with America's top team. Nonetheless, he fought for a uh, promotion. It used to be around here, CFA. He fought in that fight card. He fought Colton Smith, who was also a part of the UFC, a former veteran, a former veteran. And now I believe he has signed with the World Series of Fighting. But either way, both these men were on CFA and C. Montgomery. Make, he was also on The Ultimate Fighter. If you recall, he was losing weight. And he got a seizure. And, well, he got an opportunity from the UFC. And now he gets his chance. In fact, he is facing Daniel Kelly. However, Steve Montgomery was not supposed to be in that fight card. It so happens that Kelly's opponent dropped out for an in, because of an injury. Montgomery so happened happened to be available so he takes the fight 
And now he is getting the chance of an opportunity to fight in front of a huge crowd. Here was Steve has to say on how he's getting prepared for this fight and how it all came down when the UFC came calling, telling him or asking him if he wanted to fight in Australia. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages and Space take care of you. That's massagesandspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is buzz. give them a buzz. They'll treat your body right and trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. Massagesandspace.com. Well, Steve, thanks so much for taking uh, your time and speaking to us here. You're getting ready for your fight to fight in Australia against Daniel Kelly. Now, Steve, you you filled in for Ricardo Abreu, who who suffered an injury, uh, and you got the call back in September. Um, were you surprised with this call? Were you were we were ready ready for this? Because your last fight fight was uh, here in Florida, actually, in June. Um, emotionally, I was I was ready to go. It's actually a funny story how it all came about. Um, when I think it was sometime during the summertime, I heard that uh, Robbie was going to be on the card. I was really I, I daydreamed about being on that card. I just I don't know why. I just would just be riding in my car, listening to music, and thinking about fighting in Australia. And uh, once he was pulled off the card, I just I still just wanted to fight sometime in October or November, and I saw all the international cards approaching. So I just was thinking to myself, man, you know, wouldn't it be great to get on one of those cards overseas and, and fight before December gets here? I really wanted to avenge my loss. So um, I was already mentally prepared for it. And I actually went to Virginia to corner some fighters and do some things up there with my manager. And I talked to my manager about the prospect of getting on one of the cards in November. And he kind of gave me, he gave me a, an answer that was like, listen, man, We've tried to get you on those cards in October, November, but they're all filled up. Um, it's looking like right now the push is going to be to get you on the December 19th card in Orlando, Florida. Nice. And I was I was disappointed, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. So I was just like, I don't know, man. I said, uh, I, I still have a feeling one of those cards that I'm going to get on. And he goes, dude, he goes, I'd love for you to. He goes, but right now it's looking like December 19th might be the soonest. So I was a little down by that, but I, I don't know why. I just still literally in my head kept this idea that I was going to be fighting in November. And uh, that Tuesday, so it was like three days later, my manager calls me and he's like, dude, you won't believe it. We got you a fight. I mean, I know you're going to want to take it. It's uh, it's Daniel Kelly, blah, blah, blah. His opponent pulled out. So um, I kind of had a little, I don't know why, I had a sixth sense about the thing the whole time. And how awesome is that fighting in Australia? And, and Australians love fighting, and it's the first time over there in Melbourne that they're going to get MMA. I mean, how, how pumped are you, man? I am pumped. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know, most of all, I'm just focused on my my part in the whole thing, my fight. You know, I, I can, there's so many aspects to it. Biggest UFC mm-hmm. event in history, Ronda Rousey on the card, in a stadium, Australia, and all that stuff is easy to focus on, but... I've kind of just tuned it all out. I'm really just focused on my part. You know, I have to go out there for 15 minutes and make it happen. So that's really what I've been sticking to. Have you have you sat down, and I know, you're like you said, you're focused on your fight, but just knowing that there's going to be about, what, 70,000 people is what they're expecting in that stadium. Have, have you thought about that, how, how crazy, or was this hit you after the fight? 
Yeah, I mean, the smaller the smaller cards are always the more intense ones. When you can really hear individual voices, those are the intense ones. Like on the Ultimate Fighter, when we had you know the two teams competing, and it was uh, you know 150 people on each side, but they're all your friends and family. That being in that environment was intense. Um, but you know, walking out like even in the Florida card, there wasn't you know anywhere near that many people there and but it was still big enough to where you can't hear individual voices so it really once the crowd gets past about 300 i just there's there's just nothing to it it's almost like one big body one big body it's it's not separate people anymore so that that won't really phase me at all so steve kelly lost his last fight you lost your last fight you guys are itching for a win how intense how 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 motivated of course, you're motivated, and I'm sure he's motivated for a win, but how does this change the panorama on the upcoming fight for both of you? I mean, I know, I'm sure I'm going to get a hungrier Daniel Kelly. Um, all the fighters, that when I fight guys that are on win streaks, they tend to not be as dangerous, uh, not take as many risks as uh, a fighter coming off a loss. The fighters, the guys that I fought who were coming off losses were always a lot tougher and always a lot more dangerous. So um, my whole thing is just go out there and be smart. I know what he's going to want to do. Um, and, it, and, you know, the thing is, too, if he doesn't want to do what I think he's going to do, that he's in really big trouble. So uh, I, I have a feeling of what he's going to do, and I'm ready for that. So it's just a matter of going out there and, and just smashing this guy. Just make it efficient, you know. Like I'm killing somebody in prison. You kill someone in prison, you got to run in the cell, get it done real quick before the guards get there. So that's how I'm looking at it. Go out there and make it like a hit in prison. And what can you tell me about Kelly, about his game? Uh, you know, he's a, he's a big, he throws big punches. He's a southpaw and he's a, a judo. I, I originally was a judo guy, but I think overall you could just call him a grappler. He, he really seems to thrive when it hits the mat and he's on top. Um, and I think he'll try to throw big punches to get there. So I think for him, uh, he thinks his safe haven is going to be on the mat or in the clinch up against the fence trying to bully me. But um, that's just not that's just not safe for him. And coming with this fight, obviously you, Kelly, in Australia, um, leading going back to the Ultimate Fighter, and, and I remember you had a very scary situation with the whole weight cutting uh, situation, and then Johnny Hendricks, I and mean, he just. Um, had an incident right now with this uh, this weight cutting thing. Do you think things are getting better? Or fighters are getting more educated or informing themselves on uh, weight loss? I think it's fighter to fighter. Um, weight, weight cutting in general isn't a good idea. Um, I've been doing it for a while to make 170 because I had some momentum at welterweight. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's funny about my weight cut is uh, – it, it obviously, they don't get to show all the details, but I was having one of the better weight cuts I had ever had. It just came down to a simple mistake of, you know, loading up on water. A lot of circumstances came around that I won't bore you with, but it was a fight day. And because I was doing things for the other fighter, I didn't get to take, I didn't get to take the time to do my normal preparations that day, whether it be putting the salt and electrolytes in my water, eating a good breakfast that morning. We just didn't have the time. We were on such a tight schedule. So, but, you know, people like Johnny Hendricks, I mean, I don't know in detail, but it seems like Johnny's just not smart. He gets really fat in between uh, fights. He eats like crap, you know, and I don't think he really pays much attention to his nutrition. Um, but in general, I just don't think weight cutting is a good idea at all. 
you're going to go out there to get into a fist fight the next day, you, you really shouldn't be cutting much weight at all. I mean, I, in my opinion, if I had this, this say so, I would just say no more weigh-ins at all. Hmm. You weigh the guy in right when he walks out to the fight for the cage, either before he gets in the cage or before he walks out. You step him on a scale 30 seconds before he gets in the cage and have weight classes every 10 pounds. It'd be that simple. You know, it's not about, I don't think fighting should be about the weight classes. It should be about the fights. You know, the weight classes should come secondary, but the hardest part for some guys that I know and guys that I know of is making the weight, not even training for the fight. So, you know, to me, I do it for the same reason the people in the fight club movie do it. It's, It's a great outlet. It's enjoyable. It's fun. You embedded yourself. You learn things about yourself. And uh, I don't do it to be a runway model. So I'm done cutting weight. If I ever got to where I was walking at 208 pounds or 209 pounds, I'd go to 205. Wow, that's intense. And, and see, I want to bring back, because you, you fought here at TFA in, in South Florida. We were just talking about it before. Three three years ago, I think it was. And uh, it's just crazy yeah, yeah, how... Yeah, February 2012. There yep. it is. Yeah, man. It's amazing, man, how you look, how you flash forward, you know, TFA, there you were. I know. And now you're in the UFC. Isn't it crazy? It is crazy. It is crazy. And my opponent that I fought that night, was, is in the, he was in the UFC, and now he's in World Series of Fighting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just shows uh, it just shows you, man, hard work pays off. Things things do always come full circle. Yes, sir. Well, Steve, I want to thank you so much, man. And uh, Have you ever been already out to Australia for media day or any anything of that sort? No, I have not. I would have liked to, but, you know, I really, I'm sure I'll get to enjoy some of the things of Australia, but for the most part, it's, it's going to be all business, you know. I'm not going to be there to sightsee or anything. I really am there to to go to war, you know. When you go to war and it's life or death, do or die, you're not really looking at the ambiance around you. you just focused on the task. So maybe I'll make some fans out there. They'll want me to teach a seminar, and I can fly back out there on their dime a couple months down the road. And, and, and question, how, how are you adapting to the time change? I'm going out there next Wednesday, so I'll be there nine days early. And uh, I've got a couple of little tricks up my sleeve that I'll use to adapt to that. And also, I've already adjusted my training times to match their time schedule. Great. Well, Steve, thanks so much, man. And I uh, look forward to seeing you in action at a huge pay-per-view coming up uh, next month. Thanks so much, Steve. I really appreciate you having me. Thank thanks, you. man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there you have it. Steve Montgomery joining us here in the program as he gets ready for his fight against Daniel Kelly. The UFC 193 huge pay-per-view coming up next week. And speaking about that fight card, not only did we have Steve Montgomery, but next week we are going to have Valerie Latimore who takes on JJ for the strawweight title. She is the co-maiden then, and Valerie going in as a huge underdog as well. She joins us right here on the program next week on the Roman Show. Find out how she's feeling by competing in front of the large crowd next week on the Roman Show. Make sure you tweet that information out there to everyone else. And guys, remember to visit our website, theromanshow.com. We have weekly uh, articles. And I want to thank every single person that has been with us here on the Roman Show because, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached 2 million views on YouTube. That is right. We are over 2 million views on YouTube. And by God, 
I am so grateful and thankful for everyone that has taken their time to click on our channel, to subscribe to our channel, watch our videos, and give us those views. Thank you so very much. Keep supporting the program. promise you 2016 is going to be even better than 2015. You got my word. We're going to be having more events. We're going to be out there in the community uh, talking to, to, to the people out there in the Miami area, South Florida area, heck, Japan, like we were this year, and so many other places. So thank you so very much. Over 2 million views on the Roman Show's YouTube channel. Subscribe if you are not. That's youtube.com slash rroman0201. If that's too long for you, don't worry. Head on over to theromanshow.com and just click right there on that big YouTube button and you will automatically subscribe to our channel. Well, uh, again, also a big shout out there to all the folks uh, who, who tune in religiously here on a constant uh, basis. And again, we're going to have some free giveaways come the holiday season. Stay tuned for that. So make sure you like our Facebook fan page to keep up posted uh, exactly what we are going to be giving away for the holidays. Again, always a pleasure to bring you this program on the program. All right. Here we go now. Vitor Belfort, he takes on Dan Henderson for the third time. They are tied 1-1 at a piece. Who is going to come out on top in Brazil? Dan Henderson, obviously. Well, he comes in uh, into enemy territory. As Vitor Belfort has the support from the crowd in his home backyard of Brazil. Vitor Belfort, of course, under the radar after the whole TRT issue. But, well, we went and spoke to him about something else, and that is his training camp. He is no longer with the Black Zillions. Hear what the former champion has to say about training camps, or changing training camps, and meeting once again Dan Henderson's. Are they friends? Do you think they are friends? Let's hear what Vito Pelford has to say about that. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long, then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages in Space take care of you. That's massagesinspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is buzz. give them a buzz. And they'll treat your body right. And trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. Massagesinspace.com. All right, Vitor. Well, thanks so much for joining us here and speaking to us in the Roman Show. Vitor. This fight, you know, is a trilogy, November 7th, in your home country, Brazil. Uh, how are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling so happy, and I, and I think, and I will never be so motivated and, and just in a great season, you know. I, I, I love just the way things went. You know, the camp, I think, was the best camp I ever had in my life, hmm. and it was fun, and it was, it's been a fun time. Yeah, and let's talk about the camp, Vitor. From what I understand, you're no longer affiliated with the Black Zillions. You opened up your own camp? Yeah, I have, you know, the office. The office that take care of my image. You know, OTB, my wife's work with, with, with this professional, amazing guys. And so they provide me the best gym, you know, private gym. They give me a private place. And I think it's time, you know, it was time for me, you know, everything is a season, you know. I think it was time for me to to do my thing and 
I'm very happy, man. I had, you know, all the guys that worked for me since 2007. You know, like, um, I have all the guys that from 2007 that work with me. You know, they always, even when I was there in Baxina, they all work with me. You know, Pedro Diaz was fantastic. You know, I have guys, they've been very faithful, you know, devoting their time, you know, and, and just bringing the new phase of my life, man. I had a great guys here, you know, Kyle Griffin, amazing coach, you know, he used to, you know, train with me in Extreme Couture. I had Jordan, you know, phenomenal guys, the young generations. I brought one guy from Brazil, Chichu. It was, it was awesome, man. It was just, everything is so peaceful. Everything was so perfect. Fit Everything was fit for me, you know, so, doing this for 20 years and, and, and with the 38 years old, I have to do things different than everybody else. I, I cannot I cannot do the same thing, you know? So I think it was awesome. It was, was fantastic. So, so you, in this new gym, you pretty much uh, pick your, your own training. I mean, how, how different is it from this gym that you have on your own compared to the Blackzillian's atmosphere? You know, just... You gotta understand, we we are an individual sport. <clears throat> that, that's what it is, you know. Everybody's individual, you know. So, and what I discover, you know, I just you just have to do what is what's good for what what is good for you, you know. What's that, that's what basically what, what it is, you know. Not everybody's works the same, fits the same, you know. In this sport, people need different things. And 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 the thing is, this is you have to be you have to be willing to pay the price, you know, in life. If if you don't if you don't sacrifice, you cannot. I think you cannot raise another, go to another level. And I was just doing everything. I think it's like I believe a lot of like boxers, like Mayweather, you know, Pacquiao. You know, fighting is not different than boxing. It's just you have different different things. You have to learn jiu-jitsu. But basically, it's you that has to improve, and you have to see what is good for you. So I understand that not every fighter has the opportunity to do that, but that's the dream of every fighter, to make their own camp. Like, mm -hmm. You know, a couple of fighters do that, like Ronda Rousey, you know, McGregor, you know. So <clears throat> I think it's, I did that for a long time as well. You know, I, I loved my time there, but I think it was, was time, you know, to they create this amazing place here. You know, it's for me, and I'm having such a great time. And in this camp, OTB, you have guys like uh, Shotokan Karate, uh, Vinicio Anthony, who you worked with years ago. Um, how was yeah. it to rekindle this relationship with someone like this that you worked on that helped you get to where you are today back then? It's amazing, you know, working with with him, Jamie, Jamie Sandow as well. He's here, you know, um, Pedro Diaz, that we worked for so long as well, a boxing coach, very famous. And I'm, I'm happy, man, you know, learning new things and evolving. And, you know, when I feel like I'm learning, I feel like I'm, brand new man I'm a young you know rejuvenated so 
So it's like reinventing myself. So I'm very happy. So OTB, what what does it stand for? And and are there any other fighters in the UFC or from other or promotions that are joining you in this camp that that you can name? You know, OTB is an office that, that take care of my image. You know, they 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 soccer as well. They 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 do a lot of soccer players. It's um you know stands for Octagon Training Base. You know, that's that's what stands for and and they're amazing. You know, they have this. Joanna has these partners. They're great, fantastic guys. They have partnership also with Ronaldo, mm. the soccer player. You know, to they, they they have amazing, amazing professional. It's amazing team that that make things happen, and, and that's what it is. You know, in in the world, they have three kinds of people: people that make things happen, people watch things happen, people don't know what's happening. You want to make sure you stick with the ones that make things happen. And who's joining you in the camp as far as fighters? Any other fighters that are joining you in this camp? Mm, yeah, I have we have I have Chichu, you know, Cassiano Chichu is a Brazilian guy, you know. Pretty it's very talented and young. I have Jordan. You know, Jordan is a guy who trained with a lot of top athletes. He's he's gonna be a feature champion for sure. And you know, Kyle Griffin is mm. amazing. The, the 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 coach with Ted Diaz, you know, mm-hmm. running this camp. You know, deciding. You know, with Jamie Sandow, Vinicius mm-hmm. Anthony. So this is the people. You know, I'm I'm having a, a great time. So it, it seems like you wanted fresh blood. You wanted new new sparring partners, younger, but to to I guess push you more. Yeah, no, just uh, just we 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 are we are. I think what it is just like was, was well, I, I'm looking for for you know the office was looking for something that fits me to you know what's good for him now you know what's basically you know we, we build a, a great bond together you know it's like you know this this office that we are we are developed a lot of a lot of business you know and 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 my octagon here doesn't have cage you know we 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 have to be. We have to willing to pay the price, take the risk. That's the only reason we success. People that are willing to take the risk, and and uh, we we have it. We have we have the, the uh, uh, ability to to do that. And you know, we also doing my coffee in Brazil. Pretty soon, we, we're going to bring it here the oh. office. You know, we, we, they're doing a clothing brand with my signature. So it's it's amazing. They're creating, you know. Like you have to be today. You have to understand that in this business, I, I feel that that future fighter is going to get paid to be representing a team. You know, because you represent Miami Heat, you get paid for. You know, but today it's so hard. You know, the owners of of camps, they, they, they it's hard. Even they cannot promote their own team now. They cannot go there and promote. They they they're not allowed. So, and this is an individual sport, but. You know, just since I started this long time ago, people didn't have the the ability to do their own camp. You know, in boxing, you know, HBO, Showtime, they pay for your camp, so you hire your own people. I think the the future of the sport will be, you know, people get paid to train and people get paid to fight. And I think we are the only sport today we, we we don't get paid to train, you know. We have to actually people pay fighters have to pay okay. to train. And and I, I don't think this is fair with fighters. 
and so and now we we people you know have sponsorship. So I I don't see I don't see you know I feel sad for my my colleagues you know that they end up you know have to to give percentage for 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 like a team to to train and and I understand that the owners of the team they have a big they do for passion so but I believe future you know UFC will be able to to find a way to to help fighters to to be able to get paid as they train you know it's a hard job and and we're not an independent contract we are we under uh, uh, like uh, the, the agreement you know we are not independent so I think it's fighters need need to to understand that this is a sport and it's brutal the training is very intense and I have this office that the, the, the building business around like I said my, my octagon doesn't have any cage so we gotta be willing to take the risk but it, it's been worth it Okay, congratulations on that. So Dan Henderson, you have this is a guy you fought already two times. You're one one. You've obviously had the advantage because you this is your second time that you fight him in Brazil. But were you were you impressed with Dan Henderson's last fight when he defeated Tim Boyce in 28 seconds in the first round? You know, he's you know Dan is a is an old school guy. You know, he he's he's pretty tough. And he has the knock a power you just gotta you know you gotta take I take things seriously and, and I'm gonna go there you know doing my best and, and bring in my A game uh, you know you guys have thought it's gonna be your third time and, and obviously the trilogy a lot of people like uh, are you guys friends outside the cage you and Dan I know he's been talking a lot but are you guys outside uh, friends or acquaintances at least no, I think we we you know I, I cannot say friend. You know, friend is a very strong word for me. You know, mm-hmm. you know when I say you're my friend, you're, you're a person that mm-hmm. it's in my my. I, I even call I can call friend real friends. It's hard even to count in one hand. So he's he's a coworker. You know, I respect him and as an athlete and and that, that's what we are. And so 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 there's a lot of respect in this this perhaps this final fight between both of you guys I, I respect every guy that has stepped in the cage you know if, if you don't respect then you don't respect yourself you gotta understand that respect you know what you learn in martial arts is the first word the first thing you learn in martial arts is respect and that's one of the things that I don't like in my sport you know become more like a WWE entertainment people talk trash people bang with their about country and they involve things just you know, I don't think we need that. You know, this is not martial arts. We are real martial art is respect. So, you, I don't have to have. I don't have to like you to respect you. You know, respect something that you have it and you don't have it. So, well, Dan Henderson obviously has been in in, in MMA for some time now. He's in his forty five now. Do Do you think if you defeat him, do you think this is he, he might be this last fight for him, or you think he still has some? I don't know, man. You know. I'm glad I'm not Dan Anderson. I'm Vito Belfer. I think everybody has to make their own decision and, and what is right, what is wrong for themselves. And we don't have rights to to put uh, a dot in anybody's life, you know. And I, and I think it's my job is to go there and fight him and win. And that's my job. And of course, 
he did an amazing career. And he's the one who's going to decide, you know, when his time. And I think that that's the beauty of life. You have the free will to make your own decisions. Obviously, that last victory against him was the kick knockout. It was, it was amazing. Do you replay that in your head again? Is that the type of victory you want against Dan Henderson in Brazil again? Something similar? You know, I'm trying... I'm training for everything, you know. It's fighting is like you have to, you have to be willing to, to, to read and and see what is there for you, you know. You know, martial arts doesn't have the next move. Martial art, martial art is is now. So I don't believe in the next in the next the next move. You know, it's what you do now. So we we're gonna see it, you know. It's like a painting of art, you know, and every art that you paint is never the same. It always has something different. So you just yeah. got to be willing to to go there and do it. How, that's what I'm going to do. How crazy is Sao Paulo going to get when you step in there against Stan Henderson in the main event? That's It's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a revival arena. It's going to be like a, I think it's going to be great. It's well, gonna be fantastic. Well, Can't wait. Well, Vito, I'm excited myself. Uh, thank you so much for your time uh, and good luck and congratulations welcome, on welcome. your new, and congratulations on your new camp and uh, hope to talk to you real soon and perhaps you're, you. you're setting something else new for the future in MMA, uh, opening your own camp and uh, again with the new clothing line and and coffee. You said. Yeah, it's Belfort Coffee. It's, it's amazing. Well, you have to. You, I'm, I'm it's, organi- it's organic. I, I, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna share for sure. We're taking all the. Uh, and these uh, to bring to America. It's 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 the best Brazilian. It's the only Brazilian organic coffee. It's a, it's amazing. It's it's give you so much energy. It's amazing. Well, I gotta try it because I just had some Brazilian coffee the other day they brought for me. So I'll make yeah. sure to hit up to you. Uh, no, re- as real as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Vitor, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, man. A legend in the sport. Thank you You're so welcome. much. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. Vitor Belfort talking about changing training camps. Now we're going to switch it as we go into our segment, Reality Check, as we take on the world of professional wrestling. And now, it's time to give you a Reality Check. Monday Night Raw for the first time. I actually got to see the pretty much its entirety, and I have to admit that four-way dance between the divas was absolutely amazing. Yeah, one of the brother twins paid Charlotte and Becky uh, Sasha Banks uh, in there, and and Becky Lynch. Amazing, amazing, amazing uh, match. And who can forget that three-way powerbomb? We got three women on top. Becky Lynch powerbombing all, all three of the women. Great stuff. And now it turns out Paige uh, came out the victor. And she'll be taking on Charlotte at Survivor Series. Very impressive win there for actually impressive match for all the ladies. And this is something that the Divas Revolution needed in order for the crowd to get on their feet. Speaking about Paige, who was victorious in this uh, four-way dance. She is being called out by WWE Hall of Famer and former women's champion Alondra Blaze. That's right. She says that, well, Blaze claims that she has the original woman's title, not the Divas one. And she's calling out Paige for a one-on-one match. 
saying that, listen, if you really want to make sure that what you say is 100% accurate by saying Paige that, you know, she's the best right now in the, in the world of professional wrestling, that she's all, you know, she's pretty much what signifies women's wrestling, right, at this current time. Well, Ananda Blaze says she has something up her sleeve that can shut her up. So could it be possible that we might see a WrestleMania 32 match between these two, or could it be that just Alondra Blaze wants a little bit of publicity? Listen, Alondra Blaze is a phenomenal wrestler. I think she's great. She was great at her time. I mean, she did things that, for God's sake, she took the WWE title and threw it away in the trash in WCW. I mean, that takes some courage. That takes some balls. I would love to see Alondra Blaze versus Paige. I don't know about you guys, but I would love it because Blaze, I'm sure will definitely give Paige a lesson on how, on wrestling. She'll take her back to school. Not taking away anything away from Paige. She's a great professional wrestler. Very, very good. She's been wrestling all her life. But to put her up against this veteran and Hall of Famer, you can't beat that. Plus, they want WrestleMania 32 to be this huge spectacle of the old, or sorry, not the old, but the veterans versus the new folks. So... Why not do it? Let's pair up Paige versus Alonda Blaze. I think it'll be wonderful. I'm totally in for it, guys. Paige versus Alonda Blaze. Do you agree it'd be a good match? Tweet me, at RomanDH. I'd love to have a conversation about it. Speaking about WrestleMania 32, another rumored match that people have been wanting and dying to see is Brock Lesnar versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin went ahead and made a statement and said, I think 99.9% I've had my last match. If I felt froggy, I wanted to jump for any particular reason because I said right now I have the fever for it. I'd like to do it, but for all practical, intrinsic, whatever kind of purposes, I am done. Again, if I felt like it, it I could I? Yeah, would I? In a dream, I were, in a dream world, possibly. I'm not trying to promote a match and pretty much I am done. I would always deserve reserve the option. I considered facing Lesnar for just a brief moment, but again, just like I tell everybody, that's on the back side of a match like that, you know, wondered Austin. I got out of the uh, business when I got out. The hunger was out of my system. It's almost like getting off an addiction. I'm addicted to wrestling anymore. I'm not addicted uh, to wrestling anymore. For a long time I was. So what's on the backside of that mind for me? A whole lot of nothing. So it would be a lot of buildup. And to me, it would be almost anticlimactic. So ladies and gentlemen, we will not be seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania 32. Although the tickets are already on sale. Just want to plug that in there. You could get your tickets to WrestleMania 32, which this year, will, well, next year will take place in Texas. Well, that pretty much wraps up this uh, Roman show episode this week. We had Vitor Belfort, we had Steve Montgomery, and we're going to have some more rock acts. By the way, Ghost Town is coming to South Florida at the Culture Room. You want to check that out with uh, Red Seed. Well, forget about that. Red Bat Seed coming to South Florida on December 3rd. So make sure you take care of that and get your tickets very cheap. Only 15 bucks. Can you imagine that? 15 bucks and you're going to get three bands. Three bands. You can't beat that. At the culture room. 
And I apologize. That's December 2nd. December 2nd. That is actually a Wednesday. So you're going to see Ghost Town and Bad Seed Rising. They're an up-and-coming band. You're going to check out their good stuff. Check them out right now on Spotify. That's Bad Seed Rising. And they are on tour with Ghost Town. Check them out at the Culture Room December 2nd. Soon we will have Bad Seed Rising right here on The Roman Show. With that being said, thanks so very much for tuning in. And we will catch you right here on The Roman Show. Remember to tweet to us at RomanDH, or sorry, that's mine, and at The Roman Show on our Twitter account and like our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash Roman Show Media. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Till then, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you right here on The Roman Show next week with Valerie Lattimore, who will be taking on the champion next week in the big, huge UFC 193 pay-per-view fight card from the land down under. That plus much more. Catch you next week, guys.